I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Voter fraud has been a hot topic in America, but it's not something new. In fact, it predates the existence of the state of Kansas. Voter fraud in the 1850s around Kansas City was in full force as many didn't want Kansas to enter the union as a free state. Diane Houston and I take a look at how voter fraud almost changed history. Well, obviously, voter fraud has been a big topic in the United States of America over the last couple mm-hmm. of months. And Diane, I mean, this isn't something that, you know, is new. In fact, in, in, in this area, we go back all the way to 1855, where voter fraud started in Kansas and Missouri, because we're in such a unique situation here where you had Missouri as a slave state and they wanted Kansas to enter as a slave state. But people in Kansas didn't want to enter as a slave state and so here we have it 1855 i I guess the first on record of voting fraud right here in the kansas city area (laughs) uh definitely and it is unbelievable how brazen these people were and and of course it's such a hot hot button i i know that it was brought up not that long ago i mean somebody in kansas that knew their history brought up voter fraud and said that you know we need to learn from the past you know kind of thing to make sure that things are secure but this is like a totally different situation you know we have computers and we have ways of tracking and and i mean we're not going to talk about necessarily today but there certainly are parallels and this is why people get paranoid when it comes to things when you say fraud and vote in the same sentence well it seemed like it was a lot easier back then in 1855 to try to pull off voter fraud than maybe it is today but even back in 1855 they were getting caught doing so so what happened in in 18 55 with the 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 bull creek as you like to call it and it kind of sums mm-hmm. up exactly what it was i mean it was bull yeah. back then right yeah it really was that's why i like using bull creek as an example because i mean a lot of bull happened in bull creek mm-hmm. um i think the, the best way to explain it is we got to go back to the kansas nebraska act right and in 1854 you're going to uh, admit it into the territory and it becomes a territory and the native americans are kind of pushed out and and that's when white settlement begins in kansas and you in order to have a territory you have to have um, you have to have government set up and of course at first things are set up you know the the governors appointed by the president and all of this but you have to have settlement and of course everybody wanted land because land was worth something so you had a lot of people just flood into Kansas to to get cheap land so there's two sides to this the first one is the free staters of course you know and these are going to be your new uh, immigrant aid society which is one they would sponsor people up to like 25 percent of their costs to actually move to Kansas territory to make it a free state because people that moved white men to be clear were the ones that were able to vote and then on the other side you got all these people in Jackson County Missouri who live right on the state line very close by 
many of them with slaves, not all, but still mostly pro-slavery people who are watching this happen are like, oh, this isn't good. This isn't good. Because whatever poison is on the other side of the west of the state line is going to affect the people in Missouri, period. It's going to affect Missouri. And this is what, of course, leads to the border wars. What I mean, you have to figure that the biggest issue on the ticket and the biggest thing that the people wanted to know was how you fell. Were you pro-slavery or against it? And if you were an abolitionist, those people in Missouri didn't want you elected in. So it, it was blatant fraud. And it, the, the point of it is you have to remember, too, there aren't that many legal voters. I mean, there's not that many people. I mean, in Johnson County, I can't, uh, the statistic is, is shocking. In Shawnee Mission, there were 50 legal voters. 50. That's it. You know, I mean, it, like, it's tiny. So when it, you would think that they would have been smart enough when they were deciding to storm over the state line and take over the polls. You would think they would have been smart enough to like keep the numbers like believable, <laughs> but they weren't. So essentially what they, the governor, governor reader at the time, what he does is he establishes, he has to figure out how many people are living in Kansas. Right. I mean, so they do a census. So they send out people in the local community to find out how many legal voters there are. They counted, they counted, uh, they counted slaves. There were slaves in Kansas at this point. They counted free African-Americans or free, free blacks. They counted women and children and all that. But the real number was the white men. And so these guys would come over and, and some of them legit wanted to buy land in Kansas so they could have a piece of the pie. But a lot of them, of course, that stormed over day before the vote were, le- were legally living in Missouri. So what happens is there's, there's 18 precincts at the time. There's only 33 counties at this time, 33. And where's the population, Bob? Mm-hmm. Right, right on the on state the line. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but after tra- traveling the trail, I'm going to stop at the, the best piece of land so I don't have to keep going. Sure. I mean, there's just, you know, I mean, come on. So your, your, your heavy population is right over on the state line in the, in the area where, you know, is mostly settled today. It's the metro area. So your real fraud and your real population hits are going to be like the Lawrence area, Lecompton, or I should say Lawrence and Leavenworth area, Shawnee Mission, sort of, not really. It's not a huge population. Miami County, which was Likens County at the time, because those are the border counties, Wyandotte mm-hmm. County. So you're going to see the fraud really there because those guys were too busy drinking whiskey to really care about anything else, honestly. Well, and and I, I know it's not something that we're necessarily talking about today because we're focusing on, on voter fraud and everything that went on here in the early, uh, or the mid, I guess, 1850s with the voter fraud in this area. But it seems to me, and maybe it's because we live here, but I, I don't seem to see any other border in this country that has so much action, division, and and really battling for one way or the right. other than we saw here, right, in Kansas City. I mean, is, is there any other border that's comparable to what we're seeing here and what we saw here when, when our country was in the infancy stages of being founded? Absolutely not. The, everything, everything, the Civil War ignited here. That's where it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could all say it happened somewhere else. It, it started in 1855. It started with this because this is where you realize that people were getting really pissed off because they were watching this happen. The people in the North are like, wait a minute, what do you mean? What are these guys doing? They're reporting on the, the state. They're, they're re- reporting on Missouri and the goings on in Kansas territory because this is a big deal. If, if Kansas is admitted because you got to have you know equal equal parts here. If Kansas is admitted as a uh, free or slave state, then the the power is off again. 
So this is huge. I mean, so this is, and they're going to leave it up to, of course, what's popular sovereignty. And you're going to leave it up to the legal, the legal voters of the area. Mm-hmm. Well, there weren't that many legal voters, to be clear. So in the election, if it would have been legal, which it wasn't, um, it would have gone to the free state side. It just would have. That's, that's the truth. There were more people like John Browns that are moving in, right? So what happens is, and, and this is March 29th of 1855, the, the vote is the next day. The people that are being put into office for the pro-slavery ticket, most of them, if you love this, still lived in Missouri. They lived in Missouri. One of them was uh, uh, the father of the Younger gang, as in the James Younger gang, um, he, Henry Younger. He, he was elected into office. He served for two years. He lived in Cass County. <laughs> like, I mean, this really happened, and it's right here in our backyards. So, so on March 29th, they they started just because the new the new immigrant aid society was giving these free staters a way to to get out west for cheaper than they normally would and squat on land. Mm-hmm. And when they squatted, the uh, the the actual voter qualifications was you had to build like a structure, like a cabin or something, on your piece of land or whatever. I mean, it could have been two twigs put together and they would have called it a cabin, I think at this point. So that was it. And, and, and that was the, it. so you were legally living in Kansas at that point. Well, that can be interpreted all sorts of freaking ways. Right. right. Because legally speaking, I mean, if the Missourians are like, they get together in their little blue lodge and, and their sons of the South meetings. Cause they all had these little societies and stuff. They get together and like, Oh, is that what the definition is? Well, if I sleep the night before in Kansas, then I'm a legal voter. That's how they thought. That's how they interpreted the law. Yeah. And I mean, of course, they knew they knew they were messing with people. The judges that are appointed at each of these precincts, they all come from like Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee. Like you have to be kidding. One judge didn't show up and they appointed a guy that lived in New Santa Fe, right across right where I grew up at 123rd and state line. He was like the postmaster of New Santa Fe. And they're like, Hey, we need you as a judge today. And he's like, oh, okay. He's probably hung over. They're all drinking whiskey the night before. Yeah. There's five hundred of these guys. Okay, 500 people storm into this freaking town that isn't even a town. There's nobody there. 500 people storm in and sleep overnight. You know the whiskey's flowing. Yeah, sure. This is what's happening. This is what they did. This is their lives, you know? So they're all hung over. And what do you do at the polls? You don't go to the polls, vote, and leave. You party at the polls. That's what's happening at this time period. So these judges are sitting there. They're supposed to be, you know, um, you know, doing things the legal way. Most of these judges weren't appointed, you know, legally in the first place. So they, the day of the vote, they all go out, and the people that are are appointed also are giving people tickets to vote by color. So everybody knew how you voted. You don't think there was voter intimidation at the polls? Sure. I mean, pink ticket goes in the thing. Like, they're going to rip your vote up and beat you up if you vote wrong. I mean, this is how it went. I mean, it's unbelievable to me how blatant this was. So after this happens. Well, why did they allow this to go on? I mean, why wasn't anybody there from the other side saying, no, 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 like, and having, I don't want to say an all out war taking place right. at the polls, but some kind of like, hey, we're not doing that. You got, you got to slow your roll here on this. This isn't something that you need right. to be doing. 
Well, I mean, power numbers, Bob. Sure. Power yeah. numbers. Um, yeah. You you go with the crowd when they all have guns with them and they're right. drinking whiskey. I'm not gonna. I'm uh, give me whatever. I just want out, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple things that happen that have to be you know brought up. I'm gonna bring up this. Uh, you you said did this happen everywhere for the most part except one place? And this is kind of a cool story for for local history people who don't know this. Governor Reader was actually staying in his office at the time was at the Shawnee Indian Mission. And Governor Reeder was stationed there on the day of the vote. That was the only polling location in the entire territory of Kansas that had zero voter fraud because he was sitting there. That's it. That's everywhere it. else. Everywhere else was a straight up fraud. So if you can imagine the day of these, these people, you know, storm in, I'm going to talk legal voters for a second in the Shawnee Mission area, there were 50 legal voters. <laughs> 50. Five zero. 50 legal Five voters. Five zero men, white men. Right. Yes. Lawrence, 365. Bigger town, right? Yeah, sure. And then an area up in the, uh, what I call, what's 110 Mile Creek, which is 110 miles from Fort Osage. It's where the McGee's had established a, uh, a, a, a toll bridge. They built a bridge over the Santa Fe Trail. Mm-hmm. Um so they had their friends come out there. People like that you hear in history books, like John McCoy, founder of Kansas City, Upton Hayes, a huge Confederate uh, soldier, very well known in the Kansas City area, Ezra Hickman of Hickman Mills. They all went to 110 Mile Creek and voted, all of them. The uh, mayor, first mayor of Kansas City, William S. Gregory, went down to Bull Creek, voted. His father-in-law, Samuel Wade, went down to Bull Creek and voted. And not only did he vote for himself, but he voted for his 11-year-old son, whose nice. name was on the deck. Ta- yeah, he's going to be legal someday. I mean, right. this, is, this is really happening. So, I, to Did say- they realize at that time that they were doing something that was illegal, or did they think they were doing something that was legal, but they, they were kind of stretching? Like, like where, where, did, where was their mindset throughout all of this? They, again, the, the thing that they, the, the defense that they had was that if you, if you were staying in Kansas the day of the vote, or you claimed yourself as a resident, how do you prove residency? You got to remember that. Yeah, you didn't have a driver's people, license or yeah, anything like I mean, that and, back and, then. You, yeah. Right. And, and, and nobody said that you couldn't live in two states. This only happens in things like this. I mean, uh, you know, like my dad lives in Florida and my dad lives in Kansas. My dad is a registered voter only in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only be registered one. That's not how it was back then. Nobody had figured this stuff out. Well, nobody, so, there, there wasn't enough technology or anything back no. then to even check on this kind of stuff. And I mean, so, yeah, so when you showed up at the polls, they're like, where do you live? I live in Kansas. Okay, vote. I mean, like there, there was no checks and balances. You didn't have to produce a deed or anything like that. Yeah, the land or... This- yeah, well, they had the census that they had taken before, and they took it in, in the fall of before the election in March, so you would assume that the votes would be pretty similar to that, but no, they were not. Um, in bol- this voter intimidation, Fry McGee, um, he had purchased land in August of 1854. He's up in, um, you know, off the Santa Fe Trail and has that toll road, and there were 13 legal voters that voted that day at his location, which of course his, his place was used as a, as a polling place because it was like the big marker of the area. And 13 legal voters, there were 584 illegal votes. Jeez. <laughs> it's just like, like guys, calm down. Like, 
that's obvious. You know yeah, what I mean? you can't make it too obvious. Like if you're going to cheat, <laughs> you're going to do something illegal. You got to do it on the down low, man. You can't yeah, go then, in there, you know, yeah. with, with 1,600 illegal voters when only 100 people are living yeah. in the area. And and they went with their friends. This was a social event. You have to remember too. What 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 entertainment do you have? It's March mm-hmm. of 1855. So there's like an old man. There's a story of this old dude in Jackson County who's, you know, not in the best of health or whatever, but he likes a good party. He likes his whiskey. And so somebody paid him a dollar a day to go with him to vote illegally, and they supplied him with whiskey. Happy camper. Well, I mean, why this wouldn't is you do that? It, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, that right. sounds like a lot of fun to me. So these kind of things, you know, the, the biggest thing is that they interpreted, and this was in the newspaper, they interpreted Missouri's response to this, you have to be a legal voter on the day of the election. That's the interpretation. Mm -hmm. Um, In 18 districts, think about this, 18 districts, 18, 33 counties, there are 2,905 legal voters. That's how many legal voters were in the whole state of Kansas territory at the time. There were 192 slaves and there were 151 free blacks. Okay. Just, just giving you an idea of population ideas. So Missourian is like, you know, we're going to go over, we're going to vote. Their response was whether the voter intends to be there a day, a week, a month, or a year is not the question. A man may be a qualified voter in Missouri at an election and intend to leave on the same day. Like, that's their interpretation. So in the end of the, because I want to talk about 1857, because it's not like this, they learned from their mistakes. They did it again, you know, because that's just how. Our history is a mess. So in 1855, there were 1,410 ballots cast legally. There were 4,908 shown to be illegal. Wow. I mean, it's such a big number. Did they they not think they were going to get caught? I mean, is that just people being stupid? Like, like, what do you attribute that to? Because if you if you know there's only about fifteen hundred people living there, twenty eight hundred people living there, why would you double or triple the amount of votes that you're casting there? Did they not think they were going to get caught and this was going to be brought to order? Did they not care because they didn't think they would get caught and get brought to order? They had the judges in their pockets. Yeah. So I mean, I think blew the whistle there. Well, one of them was the judge from New Santa Fe. The, uh, he testified. There was a whole hearing after this to find out how extensive the voter fraud was, right? And he testified, and that's legal documentation that is available for anybody to read. And there are several testimonies in there. One of the longest is this, this man named Westfall. His last name was Westfall, um, who was the postmaster of New Santa Fe. He's like, my friends asked me to go. I decided to go over, and they asked me to be a judge the day of didn't even get sworn in. They just, that was it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he, he was going to be blatantly honest about it. That's not what they expected to have happen. The people elected even, I, I mean, they, they didn't kick out like Henry Younger. He, he served even though he lived in Cass County. So you, there wasn't a lot of pickings, you know, I mean, who are the rich white men? Are they going to live in Kansas or Missouri? The people that immigrant aid society brought to Kansas are going to be not, they're going to be the ones who can't afford to land in the East. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be maybe as educated or as, uh, you know, effective as some of these other people. That's what the John Browns of the world, right? I mean, so I think it, it's, it's hard to decipher. I mean, it sounds so ridiculous to us today, but I don't know how ridiculous everything, I think everything was a little bit ridiculous in 1855, to be honest with you. Yeah, so, it really I mean, was. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was. So, you know, and, and it didn't, it kept happening. And the town of New Santa Fe, which was at 123rd and state line, Kansas territory, when they open up, 
it's almost an immediate like flood to the other side of the of the territory to Kansas, just directly across the street, if you will. Um, and they developed their own town called Oxford. Mm -hmm. And Oxford was right on 123rd and state line on the Kansas side. There was a township called Oxford Township. Okay. Um, and so Oxford, the town of Oxford, um, was developed, and it was a pro-slavery town. I mean, they're right across the street from a, the new Santa Fe people. Well, I mean, peer pressure is going to tell you, yeah, let's go slavery, right? <laughs> yeah, right, and the land would have been cheaper. I mean, you have to think, like, there's a reason. So they developed their own town, but the post office is still their legal post office because it's the closest one is New Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. It's not Oxford, right? So in 1857, there's another election, God forbid, right. for Kansas. We're still not doing, you know... Not admitted as a state yet, not till 1861. So we're still up in the air about who who we're going to listen to: the pro-slavery people or the free staters. Right. So in Oxford, there were about 11 houses and businesses, and um, less than 100 people lived in the entirety of Oxford Township, which goes all the way to Antioch. If that tells you anything, I mean, it's pretty big, and that includes Leewood. I mean, part of Overland Park. Yeah. So 100 people. Big, big, big population. So there were about 90 legal voters in Oxford. The day of their election, and this was election for state representative, very important because they're not sure which constitution they're going to go with. There's right. the Lecompton Constitution, which is going to be your pro-slavery constitution, and then the, the one that ended, of course, being used, which is the Free Staters. Right. So he, this guy, Henry Clay Pate, goes, he's the, the guy in charge of the Oxford votes, he, uh, you know, they have a sound election. They learned their lesson that nobody stormed over and voted. I wouldn't do that again, even though they were right there. They're like, we can't do that. We that we screwed that one up before. Just stay home. Right. Um, however, you know, the 90 votes are carried across the state line, and they got to they got to get to the next post office, New Santa Fe, somewhere between New Santa Fe and Westport. So, within that jaunt of about nine miles. Um, Several votes were added to the tally. <laughs> were any taken away? Did they did they just discard no. votes? They just well, at least they didn't do that. Like if you started no. discarding votes, and all of a sudden it was like, like I don't like this person zero or something like that, then yeah. it would have been a little more obvious. But I mean, when when you only have less than a hundred people that are living and registering to vote no, there, you have such an extreme yeah. like ten times as many people voting. How how do you think that's yeah. going to pass? And how do you think like people know. are going to go? Well, wait a second. Even even back then when. Everybody wasn't on top of things as we are today. Well, maybe we're not even on top of things today as we like to be. <laughs> but, but, but back then, how could you even think back then that you can have 10 times the amount of people vote that are actually living in that town or that community or whatever we want to call it? I, I think that they just you know, got a little carried away. I don't know. I'm not, you have good points. But you know, I, I, there, there's a, maybe not the smartest guys. I'm not sure. I just love the well, fact I mean, if they're doing it for a dollar and drinking whiskey, it really doesn't say they are very don't you want to, Annual, on that note, don't you want to know how long the polls were open? Well, <laughs> it seems like they were open for weeks. I, I mean, know. You, you know. I know. Well, it's just like whenever they decided to close. I'm not even, you know, I mean, it's just like, is it, were there hours? And then, I, I mean, what kind of box was it? I mean, is it locked? I mean, who knows? Yeah. It's, what's amazing. It's like Betty May sitting there taking your name and, you know, like, like how this whole thing ultimately plays out is is really bizarre. And, and, and really, like, it was almost like these guys had free reign of this whole thing. And they were going to push this envelope to see how far they could go. And mm -hmm. if, if, if they didn't push it that far, they may have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the meddling vote takers, you know? That's the thing. I think that that needs to be a really important part of our history, too, is that had this gone the wrong way 
the way it was going. Mm-hmm. And, and they got we, Kansas. I mean, I don't know. Our entire history of this country changes sure. just because of that. I mean, in, in, in this whole idea of them, you know, partying and then the 90 legal voters go in. So, that, you know, that happens. And then it, this guy, Pate, crosses over into Missouri, into New Santa Fe. And between New Santa Fe and Westport, and this is in 1857, since they learned their lesson, um, somebody grabs a Cincinnati, Ohio city directory and copies the names out of that directory mm-hmm. and added them to the list of voters in Oxford Township. Well, I got to say, at least it's smart. At least they went and got <laughs> real names and weren't making up like Billy Smith, Bobby Smith, Johnny Smith, you know, Phil Smith, and you know, doing all. At least they went and got real names of people that existed. May not, not be here, area, but though. yeah. So I don't know. I want to know also, like who who just happened to have a Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Ohio well, I mean, if you're directory. coming over that direction, you know, what isn't there somebody that was from that area that that came to Maybe. Kansas City originally, yeah. or so? I mean, yeah, went sure. through there. There was a river. You know, no there's... one would suspect Cincinnati, Ohio, though, right? Right. Like, like if you did it from St. Lexington, Louis, Kentucky. or you know, yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so so they added names, and and now remember, ninety voters. There's ninety freaking voters that are legal. They added sixteen hundred names. Yeah, that's, 1,600 you can't do that. names. I know they 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 weren't thinking. No. So so then of course so thirty people from Oxford come forward and they complain to the governor at the time. They're like, "This is super illegal" because they published the results, you know, in the mm-hmm. paper. Like, this is not right. There needs to be an investigation, and they were able, of course, to investigate, and they threw out the um, you know the votes. <laughs> And had to start over again. And see, the thing is, is they keep learning like little things they can and can't do, but they never quite learn because they do it again in 1858. I mean, it just kept happening over and over and over again. And because of the contention on the border, this is the kind of stuff that ignites the border wars. Because of the contention on the border, everyone in the nation is paying attention to what's happening. Oxford, mm-hmm. that whole thing made national headlines, New York, Boston, everywhere, because it was, it's like, they can't believe this is happening. Like, what are these ruffians doing? Sure. And then, you know, and, and ever, of course the South Southerners are like, keep doing it. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, so if, they, if this, like, if they did it the right way and cheated the right way, what the right of way of cheating. I don't well, know. I mean, you, you know, there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way of doing it. The right way is not getting caught. The wrong way is ten times as many people voting as actually live in the area. So let me. It, I'm going to tell my students that the right way to cheat. Right. Is this. Yeah. yeah I you, did. You know. I do it. I did it better than you did. <laughs> but kidding. if if we're sitting here today, what, what kind of conversation, Diane, do you think we're having today? Had they cheated the right way and not tried to overdo it and got these votes to pass? I mean, what what's the story of our country right now? Because to me. It probably does look drastically different, at least mm-hmm. for that time period, than mm-hmm. than where we we ended up. You know, well, the Missouri Compromise is what simmered down the nation, right? The Kansas Nebraska Act of eighteen fifty four ignited the fire, and the border wars literally lit it and kept it going and mm-hmm. spread it all over. Had this not happened, um, it would have happened eventually, and I mean the the fight for freedom, you know, the fight of equality and and trying to get slavery was the people say that slavery wasn't the cause of the civil war. That's a that's a load. Yes it was. Mm-hmm. Um there's other states rights and blah blah blah, but no no no. Slavery. What do you, the only issue on the ticket 
1855 and 1857 and 1858 was where you fell on slavery. Right. That's it. So what, what I would say is that Kansas admitted it into as a slave state. We're just delaying the inevitable. We're just going to have to keep moving west. And the border wars would have happened between Kansas and Colorado or uh, the further we go west. I mean, there's absolutely no other explanation. It would have happened. It just wouldn't have happened. I mean, it's it's actually amazing if you think about it. There was a the nation is in pain because of this the Missouri Compromise or before the Missouri Compromise because the the issue of slavery has ignited the area, the entire country. The Missouri Compromise put a bandaid on it. And then the Band-Aid was ripped off when Kansas was made a, a, a free state. Mm-hmm. That's when the Band-Aid was ripped off. So I think, you know, we have to look at these things and, and realize that, yes, this is a very dramatic example of voter fraud. Um, I don't, uh, we have technology, we have IDs, we have computer systems, we have other things today that make it not as, I mean, we're protected from things like this. We have a mailing system that works. This is an example of what happens when you're so passionate about something, you're willing to sacrifice anything to get to it and intimidate and scare and kill, by the way, Mm -hmm. people in order to get what you want. Like America at its finest. Do what you got to do to make yourself happy. I think the moral of the story is if you're going to settle new land, go further in than just right on the state line. (laughs) For real. It would have been so much cheaper, too. Like, yeah. you'd be out there all by yourself dying of dysentery. But, you know, whatever. Snake bite. You figure I mean, it out. <laughs> just roughing it. Right. But, I mean, it is true. I mean, you think a lot of people did choose Kansas because it was the cheaper land. A lot of the people, though, the reason that the nickname is the Free Staters, of course, a lot of people did because of the issue of slavery. I mean, that's what it was. And I always say no side was innocent. No side was innocent because people did things which I would think are morally and ethically wrong on both sides. Um, However, morally and ethically speaking, Kansas, I will admit, got it right. Missouri got it wrong when it came to this. History tends to repeat itself. It shows that folks are willing to do just about anything to get their side to win. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.